0: We sit glued to the TV set all night, and every day, why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright, we got nothing better to do then watch TV and have a couple of Hello, and
1: welcome to TV Time 3, episode 145. Today we have a little news, and then we'll be discussing bunheads, alphas, suits, awkward, drop-dead diva, which I did catch up on, and the newsroom. Plus some TV on DVD picks, and you can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 145. I'm Amory from my take on tv.com.
0: I'm Jason the TV holic from tvholic.com, and this week we have joining us...
2: I'm Kate Kulczyk from soundonsite.org.
1: Welcome, Kate. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for joining. Um, so Jason actually put this on our schedule here. Get to know the, the guest... Which you have never titled it before, and we didn't warn you. I mean, I guess we warned you by sending you this email <laughs> ahead of time. Um, but basically, how did you get involved in you know your website and and your podcast and things like that? What show or shows turned you into a TV fan? Tell us your history with TV. Well, I, basically, it's
2: Joss Whedon's fault because uh, <laughs> I I got into Buffy in high school uh, in in a relatively substantial way in that I, I, Buffy was the show that kind of introduced me to the concept of television as art and more than just, Hey, I wonder what's going to happen to those kids on TGIF this week. <laughs> uh and So I, I, I really, uh, you just hit Buffy hit me up just the right age, and that's when I started. Uh, that's when we got internet too at at home. So then I was going onto message boards and finding out about the writers and 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 searching up for spoilers and all that stuff. And so really that was my uh, you know really my gateway drug to to being a TV uh, nerd and and TV hawk and all of that good stuff. Um, and then I got involved over at soundonsite.org dot org, which is was primarily a film site and. I, I was talking to the guys over there, uh, and they just decided they want to start, you know, spreading out into TV too. So, I jumped on, and uh, a- after doing some Harry Potter podcasts with them, they trusted me enough to to let me do their uh, TV podcast. So, now I do the Televerse with Simon Howell, one of the hosts of Sound On Sight's the podcast. We have our TV uh, podcast over there, the Televerse that we do every week, and it's pretty great. Cool. And then we, both of you guys have been on, on uh, my podcast.
1: We have. It was fun. Yes. Talking some TV on DVD, which I love talking about.
0: That's right. I got to be a Televerse first.
1: Yes, you did.
2: Jason was the first person to pick a show that we didn't all really like, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of amazing. So it led to a, a more cantankerous, not you know, in a very light kind of way, but a more, uh, more of a debate kind of uh,
1: segment. But it was a lot of fun. Nice. Wait, what show did you pick? I forget. Uh,
0: Life Unexpected.
1: Oh, I liked Life Unexpected. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Awkward
2: pause moving forward.
0: No, it wasn't my first choice, but it was my ultimate yeah. choice.
2: Yeah, it's tough. A lot of, and of course, Emery, you got uh, Dead Like Me, and so we've had a You're- lot of... Uh, of people, you know, requested like me or, or some of these other shows That people just snarfed up for earlier So now we're sort of at the secondary stage
1: Of of <laughs> the, you know the, the less predictable sort of shows But it's fun <laughs> Excellent So that's your introduction to Kate, folks And uh, there you have it Moving on to the news, which I feel like this has been news forever, or maybe shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody, but AMC has canceled The Killing after two seasons, um, because it went off the rails pretty fast, and to no surprise, well, no surprise to me anyway, it was let go. Um, And I just read that Venus is in the running to write Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm like, (laughs) she's terrible. I mean, I didn't read the book, and I have no interest in the movie, but... Still, I feel like she would ruin anything if anybody's interested.
0: I don't know that she's terrible. I just think that...
1: I think she's terrible.
0: I just think that they had a bad (laughs) plan for what the show was and what they pulled everybody or made everybody think the show was going to be. Yeah,
2: Well, and the most interesting thing to me about that, uh, at least the, the fan backlash against the killing and how it sort of ended, particularly at the end of its first season, is, I mean, and I never watch the show so I can't speak to whether the show is any good but uh, at press tour and Sabina Su didn't seem particularly uh, open to that yeah she wasn't right. as you know maybe as responsive as people may have liked in her, you know her expectations for the show or you know her reaction to all the backlash um, but she was seemed very confident about the show and her uh, her decisions to the way the direction of the show was going to take. So who knows, maybe she's really good at being a showrunner. And so maybe she'll do a great job with 50 shades of gray if she gets it. But, uh, I did think that was pretty interesting when that popped up today.
1: Yeah. So there's that. And then FX has new renewed. It is nude. It is renewed Louie for a third season, which is a no brainer because it's huge. It's getting Emmy or Emmy nominations. And,
0: Yeah, the Nude Louie was the previous show on
1: HBO. (laughs) Oh, here's another FX piece of news um, that's not on your list here. Archer and Bob's Burgers, my two favorite shows on TV, are combining for an Archer slash Bob's Burgers extravaganza. Where Archer will be in a Jason Bourne type situation as burger fry cook Bob... At, in Archer, it'll be Archer's um, animation, but he'll be Bob with Linda. Linda will be there, none of the kids, but Bob and Linda will be there. And then Archer has to figure out how he became Bob and why he's Bob and all this stuff. So I think that's that awesome. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the two shows are just, they're genius separately. I can't imagine what it's going to be like with them together.
2: Yeah, I just keep chocolate with my peanut butter. That's the only thing I can think about. That just sounds amazing. Uh,
1: yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's our news Is there any other news that I feel like we might have missed? I don't know, probably not yeah. You know where the news is online if you need it Here's the news, Michael Phelps has a girlfriend Sorry guys Why would, the... Why would people care about that? Hold up, hold up no, I... Why would people care if Michael like... Phelps has a girlfriend? Because people love Michael Phelps People like Brains want to marry Michael Phelps Brains is my sister for those not aware And she was really really upset today <laughs> She <laughs> Came into my office and was like, my husband has a girlfriend. Um, Anyway, that's not really important news, but it's news nonetheless. And on that note, it's time for prime time. Um, A couple shows to talk about. Okay, so I didn't watch Alphas or Into the Newsroom, but I believe you both did so we can talk. Unless somebody just wants to talk and talk and talk by themselves, which I've been known to do anyway. Anyway, Bunheads. Season 1, Episode 8. Blank up. It's time. You know, I was never a digger fan on Gilmore Girls. But here's Chris Eggman doing what digger does. I don't know. I thought this episode was fine, and I thought that the episode I thought it was funny, but the scene in the hotel room after she like realizes that she misses Hubble was painful. I couldn't fast forward fast enough. <laughs> Wow, I loved that scene. Did
0: you really? <laughs> Absolutely, I thought it was great. It was supposed to be painful, though. Like You, you know, you I thought supposed, that it was You thought it was painfully acting. bad? Yes.
2: Oh, no, I thought it was well-overdue character development. It's
1: about time we saw her actually react to her husband's death. That is true, We we have not seen her react like that yet, so it was good. I just, I don't know, something about it was just way off for me. <laughs>
0: Well, it may not have been the best acting job, but I still, yeah, I still think that the character development, that it was, you know, sort of time, sooner or later, that was going to happen, you know, and, and I mean, that happens to people anyways, even uh, you just something out of nowhere, you know, reminds you of uh, somebody that you've lost, and you can't, and they just happen to put it in, you know, a really, really awkward situation.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, poor Chris Eigman's character, whose name I have not learned yet. I actually have not learned two of the four Bunheads' names yet. Yeah, one I don't know. Oh, you mean, like, their name on the show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, blonde one <laughs> and tall one, as I call them. Um, but I really love I love this episode. It was. I'm a huge Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers person, mm. so, you know, they won me over really quickly <laughs> with this one. But I also just, uh, the the scenes with Boo were really sweet. I like how they're developing Sasha. At the moment, I think it was good to get a little time away from bratty Sasha this week. Oh, Um, Sasha. And I I thought it was great to have Richard Gant on as a foil for for Fanny, because she's needed one for a while.
1: And I think it's really good that we're going to continue to kind of see him stick around for a little bit. I don't know how how long he's around, but uh, it'll be nice to have that. Because even just the you know a couple minutes with him and Michelle was already treated better by Fanny or understood more by Fanny because she could kind of see it through, you know, her, her, for all, for all intents and purposes, this, her, you know, her lifelong boyfriend's eyes. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and also I'm a Cubs fan, so I enjoyed the little shout outs there. <laughs> and, and, and just kinky breakfast was hilarious. Oh, kinky
1: breakfast was hilarious.
2: And I love when little things like that just won't die. Like, so I, I hope that comes back at some point.
1: I mean, that's, that's true to life too, because I've got things I've said, like just completely missaid or, you know, misspoke. And it's still, do you remember that time? Or it still makes fun, you know, people still make fun of it. So like, it's starting to feel more based in reality. And I even like the moments where, and Dan, I think is really good at this Dan Paladino, He kind of was like, it's funnier if you, fa- if you talk faster, like, like pointing out that like they're <laughs> aware it was kind of meta in the fact that like they're aware they talk really fast. That's never mm-hmm. going to change, and the girls are, like, embracing that. Oh, those stupid little mean girls with their meanness to Carl. Was it Carl? Was his name Carl? Something like that, yeah. Ugh, those stupid terrible. little girls. You just watch but don't his, like, worry, fear nine. not, I saw previews.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I would mention about Bunheads, I, I, they started doing this a couple weeks ago with that great ending sequence with Sasha dancing. I like that they're actually incorporating dance segments to like, the past several weeks at least it's been because yeah. I think that's one of the things that really separates the show out and you know gives it its own flair and even just separates that from Gilmore Girls which you know has a very similar tone to uh but yeah so I I this episode was like perfect for me like they, they went
1: to my brain and said what would make Kate happy and they put it in this episode <laughs> they're really starting to like I don't know, kind of settle the show into what it's going to be, which it took a while for them to get Michelle actually involved in the, in the whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and get her involved in the dance and and have that happen. So I'm glad that that's established and we're kind of moving forward from there. Um, so yeah, I'm interested and I can't believe there's only two episodes left before the fall finale. Hopefully the finale is good and leave a big cliffhanger for everybody. And do we know if it's gotten picked up or anything? I don't know. I mean, ratings had been pretty bad, but I think it kind of had leveled out.
0: Yeah, I haven't haven't heard anything, but I would hope so. Yeah. Cuz it definitely is finding its way. It's it's definitely one of those shows that it had that weird it had that weird ending to the first episode that made you go, "Well, that's an interesting way to go for a series that's supposed to be sort of like funny dramatic you know like Mm -hmm. that's like a big a a big dramatic turn and so i think now since also the while it's only been seven episodes or or whatever uh eight episodes so far that uh you have a, a pretty decent period of time is is encapsulated those episodes so you know it's a as as you've, you you know, like 6 months ago or months you know she says it's months since uh, the last time she was with somebody which was Hubble and uh so there's been time in this you know growth period for the series to get to where it is now and it, so it makes sense it's not they it it wasn't rushed it wasn't uh, uh even though they they started in that weird place uh they they still sort of took their time getting the show to what it is now. And now you kind of look back and I think it hasn't, that's an interesting base from which they've built to create this character dynamic of, uh, of Michelle in this little, you know, in this somewhat little town. I always, I always wonder how little a town it is when it has a ballet studio that has, you know, like <laughs> apparently 40 kids in it. And, uh,
2: and, and, and dancers who uh, are the, just being, you know, sought out by all the top dance
1: companies. <laughs> right. In the oh show so yeah so it sounds like we're all going to stick with it and kind of see where it goes so I'm glad that it's around because I've missed the Paladinos, and hopefully we'll keep enjoying it Alphas season 2 it's already on episode 3 season 2 episode 3 alpha dogs I have these recorded on my um, computer or my whatever TV but I haven't watched it yet
2: but I don't care if I'm
1: spoiled (laughs) Well,
2: I I think the easy way to talk about this episode, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, is this is Alpha's does Fight Club, (laughs) basically. Only it it wasn't terrible, which from that description, you'd think it was going to be terrible, but... Yeah, I only recently came to Elf as I caught up with it uh, just before the season two premiere. And I'm really digging the show. I, I, I'm an X-Men kind of fan to start out with. So, yeah, you know, I stuck with heroes way longer than I should have just because superpowers are cool. So to see it actually done well, I think, is is uh, really a lot of fun for me and sort of rewarding for that part of my geek brain that wants intelligent and, uh, and interesting sci-fi. And fantasy to watch so I I like this episode I love Gary he's my favorite character and I I think it's I I don't know if it's ever going to happen but I think some of these actors need to start getting some you know some acclaim I don't think any of them will get any awards or anything like that but I think you know in cover you know more critics should be praising these guys because I think they're doing a good job
0: Hmm. yeah I think that the show is 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 pretty good it had an interesting first season in that it Totally becomes something different than I, I believe that it was originally intended. Yeah, like like from the uh, the pilot, you know, they've changed uh, showrunners and things like that in the background. And uh, while some of the people, the original people, are still on board, it's it's definitely uh, changed. Some of the characters have had little changes that it's not exactly the same as. Uh, um, and it, and it's not necessarily because they've like. Learn to use their abilities better. They've just made their abilities better by just writing them that way over the course of the first season. Um, but I think they've come into the second season and they have, you know, more of a plan of, uh, you know, where they've been and where they're going uh, with the show, and uh, created and while there's, you know, they're always going to have the alpha of the week. Uh, they've created a, a more interesting overall story for the season than they had uh, last season, where they sort of the overall you know story sort of felt like they were just sort of tacking it on. Like they they kept trying to figure out what we needed to do, uh, and sort of ultimately came upon setting up what they're doing uh, this season at the at the end of last season. So um, I I think it's definitely. Uh, developed into, I think, an even better show this year than it was in the first season. And I like the, uh, you know, the, the sort of the fight club type thing, but it's an alphas fight club. Like, now that alphas are sort of more known, they apparently they're seeking each other out to, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> in underground uh, fights and stuff like that. But uh, I thought it was interesting that for Harkin using, you know, like, using his ability... Uh, it more made him better uh in some respects but you 're still not sure what that ultimately will do to to his uh, you know his medical condition type of type of thing if he 's really if if he 's really healed uh that or if he 's just you know sort of feeling better from it but I like the introduction of the new character that can acquire uh information, but the downside is. That she forgets, every, you know, she forgets other stuff from, uh, and only can remember about a month ago. That's kind of the type type of stuff that I sort of miss from the first season with, uh, like Rachel. She used to have a lot of downside to her abilities, but over the course of the season, they just decided that oh, she can use all her abilities at the same time, and it it doesn't really because uh, it was an inter- it was more interesting to me when, like, if she was using her super sight, she couldn't really hear, or if she was using...
1: Which, that makes sense, because when you have, like, enhanced taste, you can't hear as well. Like, it's a pro- it's a, it's a medical thing, where if one sense is weaker, another sense is stronger. So it should have made sense to stay that way.
0: It was interesting when they had... The, when there was more of a... You could see more of a downside of some of them, but they've written some of that stuff out. So it was interesting to see them add a character that sort of had
2: when did they write that out for Rachel cuz i didn't think they had
0: well you can see just when just just when you watch her and she just goes from using one to the other and she's never uh like in the you know in the first episode or two you know there's the scene where she's searching the apartment and they can't get a hold of her cuz she can't hear her phone but that stuff never mm-hmm. happens anymore like she she's but they've never really shown like that she's like learn to use her abilities better or, or she's trained herself or something like that. They just sort of went, ah, we don't really like this. We'll just do it this way.
2: Yeah. I didn't th- I don't think they've contradicted that yet. I mean, they haven't, because they haven't shown her using two at the same time.
0: Yeah, but, but she, they have,
2: you're right. They, they but haven't they don't actually show, but they don't her, show not
0: her not being two. able to, you know, they show her going from something smelling to she's, she's listening, uh, you know, to something, but it, it, But you know she'd not uh, all these different things that you can see when she's you know she smells something as soon as she walks into the office she and she's trying to seek it out she doesn't like become blind you know (laughs) or or can't see or can't hear or whatever so they I think they've mostly written it out without really writing it out it just sort of became this other way
2: yeah I think it's gray because I think normally when she's like super smelling. The smell turns into a color, hmm. and so that because and that happened later in the episode this last week. But when she was just walking around the office, it wasn't that. So I don't know if they were trying because I, I agree they are trying to. I think they've realized the limitations that provides, and so I think they, they're trying to make it more flexible. But I, I think I guess maybe they I think they should define it one way, you know, as something or the other, like put in a line of dialogue about. You know, if she's not super sensing, but just regular super sensing because she's her, then then it doesn't contradict or something. Because I do agree that it's a little vague. Or I guess for you it's not vague, but for me it feels vague.
0: <laughs> well, for, for some, of, for I I just think for her that it just seems to have shown that they just show her going from one thing to the other very easily, and there doesn't seem to be any downside. You know, in in her using her abilities and stuff like that, but. That's just the type of stuff that, from the first couple episodes, that they is the type of things that changed over the the first season. But I think they've figured out, you know, more of what they want to be. Uh, but I just find it, I but I still find those type of things interesting. Like I find a character that they bring on that can learn anything, you know, rapidly by reading about it or watching, or you know, however it is that she uh, you know acquires knowledge. But yet it pushes previous stuff out Out that that's, you know, or like, you know, the previous one that was the the guy that was uh, he he had super speed, but he was also aging, uh, you know, much more rapidly than. uh, And and so, uh, you know, those those type of things that they with when there's they show some of the downside or that there's, you know something to overcome or something. Uh, I find, I find those a little more interesting.
2: Yeah, I agree. We'll see where it goes. I'm a little concerned. It's getting to professor X and uh Magneto y between the, the Rosen and can't die dude, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, but other than that, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to the season long arc and where that's going to go.
0: But I also like, you know, the, so you believe this guy's been around for a couple of decades, and you're just like, "You guys know what you deal with, right?" Like, why why would that that's not a stretch. why would that one be like the stretch that you're like not not willing to go with him on? Uh that, yeah. that stuff's kind of funny, but uh, all
1: right, I think that's, that's enough self. alphas. <laughs> Suits season two episode seven sucker punch. Man, this season is so good. I still have never seen food, so unfortunately, I can't weigh in.
0: I'm trying to... This is the episode with uh, the mock trial, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. I wonder... Where they finally get Donna to come in, and she pleads the fifth on everything, and upsets Harvey. And I just love how everybody kind of plays their roles in this episode, and how it, hurt. it Like it makes Lewis really sad to have to be so mean, because he doesn't always want to be so mean. I don't know. I just love where they're going with it, and... The flashback episode is incredible, but that's the next episode. That's yeah, daring. no,
0: that's the one I'm trying not to say. <laughs> you know, like, well, I
1: mean, when say... is this going to come out?
0: Well, hopefully before that airs, but...
1: That airs this Thursday. I know. Oh, I mean, you I...
0: plan... Oh, okay. Well, if you want to talk about it, I can put it out on
1: No, we don't have to. I just don't want you to have to, like, forget about something. Anyway. No, I, just um... wanna...
0: I was just trying to make sure that I knew what episode it was so that I can delineate between that and the flashback episode so that... But a lot of stuff that happens in the flashback episode. I think they did a really good job of going back and and tying things in to the story that they have going right now. And I really like the sort of continuing story in this one too that there's a bigger that there's sort of a, a season-long bigger story going on. Yeah. That is uh that I think they're doing a lot of interesting things with. And the the, the whole court, you know, mock court case uh, and with Lewis you know going off the script and uh asking Donna if she 's in love with with Harvey and stuff to get her to since she wouldn 't talk about other stuff she was, he was trying to to go a different route at getting her <laughs> to say that she would do pretty much anything for him right uh was was very interesting and and I think you 're right like uh and Sort of the flashback episode shows you know that Lewis doesn't want to be the the sort of guy that nobody likes that he's become uh you know that that wasn't necessarily his plan, but I think they they had a a lot of interesting dynamics in the this episode with you know Mike trying to get Donna uh back in and then things not going well, and that you know even uh pissing Donna off even more and then the scene between Donna and Harvey where she's like when is it that you ever do you know anything that she tells you to do but you let right. her, but you let her fire me. Uh, right. So there was some you know a lot of uh there was a lot of interesting stuff in there between all these all these different characters within this bigger story of control of the firm. And do you watch Franklin and Bash? I do. How we have you been watching it? Yes. How weird was it to see the same guy show up as a lawyer in Franklin and Bash?
1: It's so funny when people do that because, like, like what was his name? J. August Richards? Like, wasn't he a lawyer and then a lawyer and then a lawyer? Like, he just kept bouncing yeah. around shows. Um, but, yeah, no, it's very funny when that happens.
0: But it was sort of in a similar thing. He was like a lawyer from New York that was trying to get at the head of the firm. You know, exactly. Franklin and Bash, it exactly. was so weird. Exactly. It was like he was playing the, almost the exact same character.
1: I guess when you find something you lie or you're good at,
0: <laughs> that you just keep doing it.
1: I just really am loving Suits, and I, I will just keep saying that the flashback episode, Gabriel Mox is one of his best scenes yet, but it's incredible. And, I mean, I can't really go on, because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really good, and the ending was really exciting. But yeah, so that's Suits. So I, so I have a question.
2: Yeah. Since I'm way behind on all of my USA shows. If I'm only going to check in with one of them, so, and I haven't seen White Collar, mm. I haven't seen Suits, I haven't seen Franklin and Bash, I haven't seen Covert Affairs, I've basically not seen any of them except for Psych and Political Animals recently, which one should I check out?
1: I go back and forth because That's, sometimes I think white yeah. collars like my favorite, but other times I think suits is my favorite. As far as
0: suits would be the shortest one to catch up with. Yes, yeah, suits a, would be the shortest. It's a and
1: it was no, to
2: dive in on. I yeah. unfortunately, I don't have time to catch up with that catalog. But if I'm going to like next week
1: or uh-huh. next um, time it comes back. Next week is or this week is not really a good week for suits because it's a flashback, so you don't really get. Or maybe it would be a good idea you know what, maybe suits would be a good idea because we'll see white collars kind of standalone. So you could probably get caught up, but you could just start with that. And the basic just is that Neil is like a felon, but he works for the white collar department of the yeah. FBI and then suits, because it's a flashback episode, you kind of get a, a backstory that you wouldn't have had if you didn't watch the first season by watching this first episode. Yeah. You could probably do both of them, but I don't think anything else you really need to worry about. <laughs> good. Good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's suits. Moving on to awkward season two, episode six. What comes first, sex or love? I love Barrett Swatek, who plays the one who calls her a little bitch. Her aunt, her fa- you know, her best, her mom's best friend. That woman is hilarious, and the fact that she's now Sadie's like step aunt or whatever she is. Good lord, it's amazing.
2: Yeah, anything that's gonna put Sadie into the circle more frequently is a good thing because I just need to hear her say you're welcome just
1: at least once a week because it just oh my makes god, me happy. yeah she's the best I love her you're welcome <laughs> oh my god and poor tomorrow with her I prefer Peter Pants was that this week or was that last <laughs> uh week? no uh it was, it's tink- Tinkle Bell <laughs> oh right I prefer Tinkle Bell to Peter Pants
2: hilarious I love the way she's just owning it. It's just the best possible response. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and I think it totally fits with like her character too though. Like it's like the 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 perfect like reaction to something like that happening is just like you know that's a you know that's a terrible one. I really like this one better or you know or how about, or you know giving them options of things that they could they could try or you know it, but yeah, like you said just totally owning it. Cause what are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, you
1: know. Yeah.
2: Now, am I the only one who's been missing Ming? I love Ming. Cause I think I feel like she's not on the show anywhere. Now. Like I, I enjoy the love triangle stuff, yes, but I would much rather cut back on that and get more time with Ming.
1: Especially after like her experience now with the party <laughs> and throwing mm-hmm. up in the corner and. He the one where she's like, he gets me more foam than beer, just how I like it. Like, because he knows I'm a lightweight. (laughs) So good. That's the thing about this show. Like, I love everybody so much. So like, I miss everybody. Mm -hmm. Like when we don't get, even when we don't get enough time with what's her name, Jenna's GX ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. The one who's trying to be like best friends with with Jenna. I just I love her. I love everything about everybody in the show, and I would have no idea who to choose between Jake or Maddie. Yeah,
0: but how funny was uh, Jenna and and Jake showing up, and then her mom, her aunt, or you know the best friend and <laughs> the, guiding the, counselor. The, the guidance oh counselor/slash counselor. vice principal is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all
1: everything she does is amazing that woman
0: is is there they they, they they're not they didn't go out they decided mm. to stick around
2: well and also just the immediate back pedal of, i won't tell her you're a hoe bag <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh you're gonna have
1: sex <laughs> so good every time i watch the show i'm just like my jaw hits the ground because of what they get away with and how funny it is and just uh, and how much heart there is to the show, because even like even though she's mad at her mom, she feels for her mom, and she still like lets her mom in to have that speak that c- talk with her about it. And I just love it. And Chris Palaha's in this upcoming episode, and I'm so excited because I love him. And that's well, that just means it. The show's gonna get canceled. That's
0: gonna work. <laughs> he, is, he is kind <laughs> yeah, of a killer, sure. well, even
2: though it already got renewed.
0: Well, he wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know. Good thing he wasn't brought on as like a
2: a regular, a, a,
0: a regular or something.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it Jenna's like dad or something. That would have been terrible. <laughs> oh, I love Jenna's
1: dad. I love Jenna's dad. Yeah, he hasn't been on for a while. He's so cute. <laughs> okay, but no, um, I, this show just—I
2: always just feel like it's—it's it's my so-called life. If it didn't destroy you every episode, you know, because <laughs> it's it's half an hour, so it's just it's a little more connected, It's a little as much as I love my so-called life, and I could watch it pretty much whenever. This one's easier to watch because you're not going to accidentally uh, put on the zit on the wrong day and just be a, a sobbing mess in the corner <laughs> for right. the next half an hour. It's you know it's a lot you know it's, it has that same sort of you know personality to it or whatever but it's you know it's lighter it's more uh, accessible and i don't know i i enjoy it more people need to watch it that aren't you know within the mtv demo people need to give it a shot
1: yeah i agree and i've been telling anybody that i talk to literally like if i if tv comes up in conversation with someone it's when it does almost all the time um it's pretty <laughs> much what i talk about i talk about awkward and i talk about like i don't know that's pretty much it <laughs>
2: Now, I do, you know, I know Emery you said you, you're not sure you could choose. I do want to know team Maddie or team Jake.
1: Well, I, I Maddie was never like, like, I like how Jake is not afraid to, like, be her boyfriend and is clearly all about, like, celebrating their relationship. And Maddie, you know, wasn't because he didn't know how to handle it. But I still think that I would probably pick Maddie. Okay, Jason. <laughs> I, <laughs> who would
2: you pick, Jason? Or who well, would you pick for we'll Jenna? Be, or who should for Jenna? Jenna.
0: Pick? Yeah. Well, I was—I was thought you were asking me whether I would pick the guidance counselor or mom or. <laughs> no, sorry,
2: that would be too easy. <laughs> well, no, there's not a good answer. They're all crazy. Yeah, they're all <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I—I I think. Uh, I think ultimately they've sort of set it up that it's probably Maddie, like the but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, just just the way they're they're going with it. But you know, but Jake, like, how could like how could you not? <laughs> like he's he's so sweet and like attentive and, but yet still like you know this cool popular guy at 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 school. But yet
2: I do think they need to give him a flaw because they pretty much <laughs> have <shabby>. it <laughs> except that he's not Maddie right? That's right. the only...
1: That's his flaw, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little, it seems a little unbalanced, you know? Though though they've done, I think they've done a good job of making Maddie a good guy, too. So, like, yeah. bringing him back from being kind of the jerk he was in the first season sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, so, I don't know, we'll see. I, I'm feeling when it gets out that, you know, that their exes, that Maddie and Jenna are exes, that's when we're going to have some more drama in there but uh, yeah I've been enjoying um Jenna and Maddie as friends you know we get a little bit of that this week and it's kind of nice but I don't think that's gonna last very
0: long who do you think the secret commenter is
2: her dad
1: oh yeah I feel like an idiot now that makes so much sense uh I don't know I don't know. Like that was my first reaction, but the more like I, I haven't really thought about it to like sit and think about it, but I feel like her dad would make sense. Cause that way he kind of is up on her life and does give good advice when he's not around to give advice. But otherwise, I mean,
2: I don't know. Yeah, it balances out the carefrontation being the mom. Yeah. But, uh, I really, I just don't care <laughs> at all. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I really don't.
0: Yeah. I think they've sort of, it's it's almost been really backburned. It seemed like it was going to be more of that was going to be like the, you know, the who wrote the letter, right? Kind of type of right. thing this season. But it's really been less so. Not just because I mean it'd be hard to top where where they went with the uh, that last season, mm-hmm. um, and that and that the idea that because you did that in the first season that you have to have some sort of mystery thing happening in the background you know sort of the uh the flaw of desperate housewives like that just because you did it in the first season you must do it every season right uh but yeah i think it's sort of been backburnered way more that it's not really that important it'll probably be interesting to find out you know yeah uh but but you're not really they don't really play it up very often often in the episodes like uh I, you know, it's only seemed to really come up, like, a couple times so far, and in, in we're, you know, in in six episodes, so.
2: Yeah. How is that person still seeing her blog, by the way? Because every time they show a comment from her mystery commenter, it bugs me because we saw her change her settings to private.
1: She changed it she, back. She changed it back. She changed, she it, changed back it back because she was worried. And then she changed it back and was like, you know what? I don't care who sees. Oh, the thing okay. is, like, I missed that. What if it turns out, because she talks about Maddie and Jake. Like, she uses their names Mm -hmm. in her blog. So what if it is, like, Jake? I don't know. I
0: (laughs) Then he's really good at her. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be Jake
2: just because they want to be able to show Jake finding out and being That's true. That's true. It's it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be Jake. It could theoretically be Maddie, but, you know, I I think the dad is a great call. Yeah.
1: So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. We'll see how the season plays out. I can't wait to see what comes next because I love it. Mm -hmm. So moving on to Drop Dead Diva, Season 4, Episode 9, Ashes to Ashes. So, do we all watch who watches? I do. I have not seen it. Okay. Um Jason, do you think Owen's dead?
0: Have you not seen the last episode?
1: I have seen the last episode. But no one else talks to him. No one else sees him. He's never in a room with anybody else. I think that he is dead, and that's why they had the the um the person there Seeing her dead fiancé. Because I think that it was a parallel. And I think that bringing Fred back is going to have something to do with it. Know, or it's it seems... going to have something to do with bringing Fred back.
0: I don't know. There seems to be too many... Well, then you have to... The, you know, That she's handing a ring off to a ghost. And, and you know... That...
1: There might be special circumstances because she's technically two souls in one body. I feel like they can explain that away. But no one else talks to him. And he shows up randomly in the middle of the office... Uh, It was a little too sixth sense for me.
0: I don't. I don't know. It just seemed. I that seemed like the idea at first. But then when they had him actually, I don't know. It it seemed because like the the other ghost that was being seen, you know, was maybe sitting. You know, she saw him sitting in a chair. Right. But he wasn't interacting with stuff. You know, or like (laughs) putting a ring on her finger and holding her hand, or like like happens at the end of the episode. So I don't know that that's the type of stuff that there would be too weird to me. I I can see where you're going with it cuz it really that takes place uh with uh, her roommate out of the room when yep. he shows and up. And on
1: the elevator when nobody else is there.
0: Yeah. And so I can see where that could be except that, you know, they show him turn the elevator off. They show him accept the ring back from her. They show him pull the ring out of the desk. And that all seems weird if it's a ghost that's. Right. That you, I that also don't, else can just see.
1: don't want her with Owen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that I mean, is the I biggest just... workaround ever
1: to make that I not mean, happen. Exactly. <laughs> to get to this, to just skull like it is. I love that Grayson is in love with her again. Not again, but has fallen in love with Jane. I don't know. I just don't... I don't know. I really... It's horrible to say that I want him dead because I really do <laughs> like Lex Medlin, but I just... I don't know.
0: But yet, it's still such a weird... They do this on this show, though, Like that, and they usually do it with Fred, you know? It's, a, it's people just disappear for no apparent reason, and then... Well,
1: Fred disappeared uh, because of Mad Men. Yeah,
0: but I mean... But I'm just saying... <laughs> That but from the show basis, it just seems like somebody's just gone for, for for no reason, uh, and they have to try and figure out something to do. And so it, it was like, it was like they didn't have access to him for a few episodes. So they came up with this: he went away yeah. for a medical check and then had a heart attack, and then you know still didn't contact her for a month, you know or whatever right. while he was recuperating. Right. So I I don't know. It did. Uh, it just seemed like a very odd storyline just in general, like, to bring somebody back. But, yeah, I would be really, if they went the other direction there with, like, he's actually dead, that would be weird because...
1: Because you have to wonder, like, why is Fred coming back?
0: Well, because they they got access to him for an episode and it would make for a good season I guess. finale. No, but speaking of Fred, how it, the weirdest thing is, is could they really not spare the time to do the voiceover completely? For the opening,
1: right? With the clearly, <laughs> and my guardian angel Luke. Like it's completely a different like. Completely, she's probably in a different recording studio yeah, it's completely, to just just actually just added that. it
0: in, and it totally sounds like it totally sounds weird. And you're just like, they couldn't have they couldn't have had her just record the whole opening.
1: I haven't loved Luke until this episode. I just, I don't know. I just really liked him in this episode
0: <laughs> when he actually. Was uh, instead of like being seeming devious and trying to keep Jane and right uh, away from, uh,
1: I think he's starting to realize that he can't. Like, I think he's starting to realize that he can do nothing to keep Jane and Grayson apart,
0: but yet he was like actually trying to be nice to somebody else and right and help exactly. him out. So it was, yeah, it was definitely a different uh, uh, little bit for that for that character.
1: So, I, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. I don't know what's going to happen. Believe me, I've looked up spoilers because I want to know. <laughs> because this is the kind of thing that I'm like, I want to have my theory be proved right. Like, that's what I did with Awkward. Speaking of Awkward, like, I knew that it was the mother. Like, I knew that she wrote that letter and I couldn't find anywhere any confirmation. And even when I was on the phone with her once, she was like, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. And then that's what happened. So I'd like to have my theory proven correctly before I watch the show and get disappointed.
0: <laughs> like Ray with her call on the closer.
1: Oh my God, Ray. I wanted so bad. So when we were talking to Ray last night, I wanted so badly that, um, like, to say, you're right, Ray. Exactly <laughs> what you thought is going to happen, but she would have killed me. Um, She actually was like, yes, I would have driven up there and killed you. So... That is what we're talking about, Dr. Diva. So moving on to our last show for the week, it's The Newsroom, Season 1, Episode 7, five, one, May 1st. I don't Does watch Does everybody it. watch this one? I do. Amory? Um, I, I'm, I've only watched the pilot, so how <laughs> about it. Okay, well, I
2: like this one. I'm curious, Jason, how you felt about the season and then this episode, because I've had some trouble with the show, but I like this episode. Yeah,
0: the the show has been interesting. The idea of setting it in the recent past so that you can play around with stories that you already know what the ending is 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 interesting.
1: That's one way to put it. <laughs>
0: and uh I mean I mean it is an it's an interesting way to go in that the other way feels weird too. If they were doing a show and they were just creating fake news stories and the, you know the finding out about stuff but yet trying to make it seem like they're a real network would be odd as well. Like, so I don't think going either way is like, there's flaws to like both. I think some of the other criticisms of the, like all these, all the, all the women characters seem to be within the newsroom seem to be uh, less than what their backgrounds would tell you that they're supposed to be.
2: Well, and they're all emotional idiots.
0: Yeah, it is is kind of weird. <laughs> Um, I like this episode in that Maggie seemed actually smart and like together.
2: Well, except for the all the stupid relationship stuff with Jim. I mean, no, I promise I don't like him, even though it's obvious that I do. Well,
0: that that type of stuff, obviously, but still the but her job. But yeah. n- but her job, but also within that relationship stuff with her reaction. Uh, to her friend saying that she loves Jim, and and then her saying, you know, talking to him about how he can't just
2: mm-hmm.
0: keep leading her on and stuff like that. I thought that was a pretty strong scene for her. She didn't come yeah. off as the uh, I confused Georgia with Georgia, uh, <laughs> you know, or you
2: know. I thought love was lots of love. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: that's true. That, that's true. That those type of things, like all of a sudden, it was like, she, you know. Granted, it's a year now into the in, into the show, uh, so it's you would uh, <laughs> there's hope that you, the, you would started. hope there would be some growth or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh But so I I thought that the the uh, that some of that there was some of the flaws that people have talked about for those characters. I thought that some of those characters came off really well mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, in this episode, and I thought they did a really good job uh, of. You know, working within the story of uh, of killing Bin Laden, I it, it seemed a little hokey at first, but it actually got to me by the end. Yeah, me too. Like, you know, it was
1: a, do you remember
2: that night? Because I remember that night.
0: I don't. That's what was the, the night? The night. The, the night that they,
2: Obama did his address.
0: Yeah, I I remember the the uh, you know. I don't the, remember it. I remember the the postponing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the continual postponing and stuff like that. I don't really, I mean, other than I was at home, Uh but I don't really remember that as, uh, you know, as sort of as big as they make it out. I'm sure Mm -hmm. certain people would. Uh, Well,
2: I imagine, you know, it's a show set in New York, so that's going to affect the people there a lot more, probably, than your average person, I, I would imagine. I just remember. Being downstairs watching the coverage, you know, hours ahead of time. They said the president's going to give an address, for like it's Sunday night at ten thirty, that doesn't happen. So it's either Obama, or Obama shadow or aliens. <laughs> like it's it's like a- or aliens. I love that. That's where your head went. <laughs> you know, it's like it's you know it's like it's got to be something huge. <laughs> that's where one of
0: the characters on the show goes. Is <laughs> is the news director says to I want you to think outside the box, and he goes, Well. You said way outside the box, so what about aliens? Get back
2: in the
0: box. She's like, yeah, get back in the box.
2: But yeah, just remembering, like, yeah, it has to be something huge, so it's got to be, you know, there are only a couple things it could possibly be, and, uh, you know, so I I, I have a strong memory of that night. So that's interesting, because I was curious if me having that memory was giving me a bias towards the episode, so it's nice to hear uh, somebody else liking it who didn't have that. Uh, something else just occurred to me, though, uh, and I can't believe this didn't bother me earlier. How is it okay for Jim and the roommate to start over and go on a date again? How does that change the, she's in love with you, you're not in love with her, so you need to break up. Let's start over, but you're already in love with me. <laughs> this is, I, I, man, I think that was supposed to be sweet, but I, I, just the more I think about it, the more like creepy and skeezy it is, I think. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know it was a, it was a little weird but at least she said no. She was like no.
2: Oh, oh I missed that. I thought she said yes. Oh, clearly I wasn't paying enough attention. No, she <laughs> you
0: know, she turned him down and 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 told him to 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 go away basically. But uh <laughs> um but yeah, it was uh, that was that whole <laughs> that whole thing though was still sort of funny in the in the background. He was like, "Well, anything, you know, and you said it back? You said, well, anything else seemed to, you know. To- <laughs>
2: I do love me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or, yeah, when, he, or, or his, uh, yeah, parsing of words with the, and I do too, when she says, I love you. And he says, and I do too. And he goes, what? I do love me. Yeah. <laughs> <Just saying>. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And then also the other was, well, not saying it back seemed, you know, to be, you know, impolite, you know. <laughs> well,
2: I, we got to talk about uh, for a little bit, uh, Natalie Morales. Uh, being in the episode because uh, she's awesome and uh, love her. Yeah, for I think he used
0: her well as somebody that actually had a connection to somebody mm-hmm. that uh, that died in the towers and and using the all the different people to show the different reactions that people had. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that some people were joyous and celebrating, but then other people were still like you know.
1: Yeah.
0: That's. That's great and all, but, you know, my dad's still dead, you know, or whatever. And Yeah. Uh, so I I thought that they they played that uh, pretty well. Uh, did you watch the little bit with Sorkin after the No. After the episode? After the cre- no. They did a little bit where he talked about the episode and that some of the things that he wanted to do within it, and one of them was show the different types of reactions and stuff like that, but that he didn't want to... Connect it to one of the main cast members. Yeah, yeah. That having everything connect to one of the main cast members would be, you know, would always be weird. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, so that using one of the you know the girlfriends or or side characters was a was a, was a way to do that. But I thought they brought a lot of you know with the pilots and you know the other guy being you know like mm-hmm. a jerk on the plane and then realizing um, you know well yeah the uh the flight attendant is being you know kind of bitchy mm-hmm. she's sort of got a different perspective on uh <laughs>
2: yeah. on on people being on, unruly on, on planes yeah
0: unruly on a plane so and his finally coming around to uh it was almost a little too hokey uh, yeah but,
2: but you it know, pulled it back right at the edge yeah,
0: but it was uh it was uh, ultimately it was i thought they did it i think it's probably their best episode. That, yeah. that they've done
2: uh well, and I like that it wasn't unlike some of the other times it wasn't about how other people covering the story are wrong in a way that I felt like some of the other well,
0: they did that things and, happen. they did yeah, that with showing couple. popping a clip of Geraldo on Fox talking about Gaddafi and, and oh I think he
2: was on was he on, I thought he was on c n n who's one of them doesn't really matter which one but but it but the the drive the narrative drive of it wasn't. That it was these people inter, you know, dealing with this situation, dealing with trying to find the story, and and while they did show some of that, I didn't think they sort of uh, got as much enjoyment out of it. Like I felt like they've been the, the show is enjoyed going, hey, you guys were all wrong about BP.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, well, I think that they did it from an interesting perspective with, while well, if. Will would have checked his email sooner. They would have went yeah. with. The, they would have actually went with it sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an interesting thing of of waiting until they got some sort of confirmation like that mm-hmm. before they went. And the guy talking about his past experience with reporting a news story, and then finding out later that they were actually helping them. Range the scud missiles by
2: yeah
0: by talking and by reporting about the Scud missiles and how and that, close they were landing to things happened.
2: That, you know yeah it, so you know, i that. but
0: I thought that was an interesting perspective on this is why we should wait. We believe that this is what happened, but mm-hmm. there could be some other type of you know somebody could be injured uh, you know some other type of rescue mission or something else could be happening that you know if we go on before
2: you endanger somebody you, know, you could you be know?
0: endangering somebody else and relating it back to something uh like that i i thought they were pretty effective in a lot of the things that they did
2: yeah plus uh stone will was fun and they didn't overdo it yeah <laughs> so, there you go yeah amran this episode will uh has a pot uh cookie that's way stronger than he thinks it is uh at at the party that they're at and then well, they all get the news and have to yeah, they said to have a corner of one, right? Yeah. Like a quarter of one, and he has two, <laughs> and then he has to go report the news. Yeah, so it was <laughs> it was fun, fun. I'm liking where it's going.
1: We'll see if it's, I mean if I it, have it, intentions you know. to catch up on it. So,
2: oh, my co-host on the film just
1: hates it like, with a passion.
2: <laughs> so, he's thinking of starting to hate-watch it while I regular-watch it, just so that we can argue about it on the show. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and, and I gave up on Political Animals, but he's still watching that one, so it's, uh, there's a nice... We have fun talking about Sunday shows. <laughs> nice.
0: And there's plenty of Sunday shows to talk about, since yeah, yes, everything over the summer is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think while there is plenty of flaws and, and, you know, things that are sort of wrong with it, I just... He is, even if he's reusing stuff, or even if some of his characters aren't as strong as they should be, or, you know, (laughs) if he secretly hates women, I don't know, but whatever it is, he's such a good writer.
2: When he gets it right, he gets it really right.
0: That I find even, you know, even when some of the, even the scenes where you're like, this is terrible for this character, and I can't, you know, and and stuff, it's still sort of funny or still interesting, interestingly delivered or, you know, written type of thing that, uh, that there's certain, there's a few different people out there that even when it's something like, even on like bunheads, you know, if something's not mm-hmm. working still, the, the rapid fire at which the dialogue takes place still makes me happy. Like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, really the dialogue and interaction between, uh, 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 characters is my favorite thing on with watching TVs, uh, watching TVs, watching TV shows. Mm. So even bad episodes uh, from good writers are still interesting to me, and I still like you know, still like watching them.
2: Well, and they do have a g- really good cast in general that they're working with. And that helps too. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So that's prime time today. Yeah, we want to talk now. Instead of there's not really much reality that was happening this week because um I mean, I did watch like
0: The Olympics is the reality.
1: The Olympics is the reality. The Olympics is pretty much all I've done from like morning till night for the past week and a half. Um and I'm kind of sad at this point because swimming is over. But I watched like every single swimming race that you could watch except the the heats because the heats were at like 5 a.m and i wasn't waking up at 5 a.m to watch the heats but i watched like every semifinal i watched every final i watched all 1500 meters of the 1500 meter like (laughs) i love swimming at the olympics and yes i did cry when michael phelps won his 22nd medal and yes nathan adrian is super hot Yes, Ryan Lochte is super hot, but Ryan Lochte is the dumbest person alive. For example, when asked why he likes swimming, he says, I like swimming because racing. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, and I was really happy... I was really happy after the first... Like, the first swim, you know, it was like, oh, my God, this is the first final that Michael hasn't meddled in since 2000. And so the whole whole narrative changed at that point, that it was going to be about how Ryan Lochte was the best and Michael Phelps was no longer. Because when going into the games, it was that Michael Phelps was going to reach his 22nd. Or he was going to reach, whatever, 17, 18. Yeah, beat the record. Beat the record. Um, And then... That first race, Ryan Lochte wins, Michael Phelps doesn't. All of a sudden, it's like, what's wrong with Michael? Then Ryan starts to, like, continually, literally lose steam in the last 15 meters of every race that he races. And suddenly it's back to where it should have been, where Michael Phelps is, I don't know, a hero or whatever. And Ryan Lochte is not quite so. Um, So that was my favorite swimming narrative. And I'm really happy to see that, like, Nathan Adrian won that race. And it was so exciting. I don't know. Unfortunately, I didn't see like any swimming. I saw oh, no. a couple heats, but I saw all, all the diving though. Mm. The diving has been ridiculous. I've watched every mm. diving event too because, good lord, synchronized sw- synchronized diving it's has amazing. to be the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I think it's so funny when you like slow it down. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever together, but when you watch it like in regular motion, which the judges see, it's just like mind blowing. Well, I love that you know watching the Olympics is always great, but being able
2: to watch the Olympics in a time when you can first of all have an awesome high def TV, and yeah. and second, they can they can, you know, motion delay it and show you how each like segment of the dive has gone, yes. and then freeze it as they go into the water and draw an arrow of the angle and here's their where anything. their angle
1: is, and look how oh, perfect their angle great. is It's it's incredible. I feel so much less like an idiot (laughs) watching it. Exactly. Though I still am not sure how the dives are scored. Uh, The difficulty? Well, like, I get that they're given, like, whatever, 9.0, right? But Mm. so I was watching men's diving today, for example, and they were given, like, eight scores, but then four of them were crossed out, okay? So the scores that are still counting are, like, three 8.0s, but then Mm. their score was, like, a 94.
2: I think it has to do with the difficulty,
1: I think so. Maybe like it's a, like multiplied
2: by that. I don't know. I'm gonna look yeah, it up. Yeah, I think it's yeah, something like that. Like they add them all together and then they multiply by the
1: difficulty of the dive or something like that. It's really exciting, really exciting, yeah. and I, I just love everything I've been watching, and I mean I feel bad because. Um, Oh, here it is. Scores, blah, 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 blah. Low score and high score dropped. Raw score equals something. The raw score is then multiplied by the degree of difficulty, so you get the total score. Mm -hmm. There you have it. Um, So what else have I been watching? I've watched um, beach volleyball, as much beach volleyball as I can watch because I love it, and I really, 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 really really want Misty May to win. Misty May and Carrie Walsh, I really want them to win um, because that would be amazing. And gymnastics, of course, I've watched everything of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. and I maintain okay, so in the vault finals, I'm watching the individual vault finals and this person, Michaela Maroney who A, never never goes out of bounds, like not even in practice, and B, never falls, not even in practice, on a vault and was so guaranteed a gold medal they were expecting it to be like a three point you know, like whatever, 0. Mm-hmm. .5 of a difference, and there she is falling and going into the red every person before her either fell or stepped out of bounds. Like, every single person had something wrong with their vaults. I maintain that there was something wrong with that vault. Oh, with the, uh,
2: the equipment?
1: Like, either the way, yeah, either the way it was, like, so maybe it was too low. Or... Because, yeah, everybody was falling. And even, like, the commentary that they were saying, it was like, oh, it looks like she had to bend her legs a little bit to get them around so that she could land it. Well, mm-hmm. that's the classic sign that the vault's not high enough. If you have to bend your legs when you normally wouldn't, you're too close to the ground because the vault's not high enough. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some, and, and nobody said anything, so whatever, it's dead. You're calling shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans. It's this year's underage Chinese gymnast. <laughs> Last In 2008, they were all six years old, and they still won a gold medal, and I do not stand by the IOC's decision that they were old enough. So then you see like Hakeeshen participating, right? Hakeeshen mm-hmm. was like claimed to be sixteen four years ago, and now she's claiming to be twenty. The girl looks like she's eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, I've watched everything,
2: and and like they're you know, I, I I enjoyed the difference just in watching the sports between the gymnastics or the gymnasts and every other athlete at least for the for the women you yeah. see the, the female swimmers the female uh, uh the volleyball players everybody they're all in peak perfect physical condition and then you look at the gymnasts and you're like well they're all of like like just muscle right they're all just muscle but but they're still so much tinier like you have to have such a tiny like I don't know, just, I just look at their little twigs of legs, and I go, "How are they that strong?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. My my little cousin, she's well, you're nine. Super
0: strong when you only have to lift eighty nine pounds. It's true. No it's head. true. That's,
1: that's true. That helps. You have no. My height, little cousin no Madison is nine, and she like we, my sister and I, constantly are like, her muscles are like ridiculous, and she's nine years old because she's a gymnast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I, I, I will never understand it. Yeah, it's incredible. It's crazy. But yes, so I've been, been watching metaphor. all of that.
0: You need to do more tumbling, Amory.
1: I do need to do more tumbling. I have a new decision. I'm going to be an equestrian ah. because I, I was inspired by the captain who's you know 61. No, there's no tumbling on that, right? No, I know there is dancing though. But I was um, I was inspired by this guy. He's British. He's called the captain. He's in his let's see, 72, 76, 80, 84, 88, 92, 96, 2012, eight or four eight twelve. He's in his tenth Olympics. <laughs> oh my crap. Um, and he's 61 years old. So I was inspired that if I start now, I can be good enough. Yeah. To be in the Olympics someday. Totally. That's my goal. If I start now, I mean, there's that, there's that biker woman who was like a a stockbroker in 2008 and watched the Olympics and decided to become a cyclist. And then she won a medal. So it's possible. There you go. We'll check Um, in on
2: you in eight years and you'll be there.
1: (laughs) I'll be in Rio de Janeiro, everybody, riding my horse, dancing on my horse, as it were. Um, what else? What's coming up in the Olympics that I'm looking forward to? I don't watch that much track and field. I just don't care about people running. I couldn't you care less. Pistorius? Um, but I did watch Pistorius, and that was inspiring. Um, and yeah, that was very cool. About this time, yeah. There's yeah. no way and- it's an advantage. Exactly, and all the people, like, were very, like, everybody else was very supportive of him, like, all the other runners, and then the Guatemala, or was it Grenada, the Mm -hmm. Grenada runner who, like, switched his bib with him, and Mm -hmm. wore his bib, I just thought it was very cool, and I will say that the team, what is it called, like, the Olympic spirit that I'm seeing, like, between people is weirdly different than I saw in Beijing, like, swimmers were all congratulating each other nobody was mm-hmm. really mad at each other and they're all like very supportive i mean aside from like the mean girl gymnasts not hugging each other because they're sad they got silver medals but, but they're all like 15 yeah so because they're, they're expected to do that but and then you have like other stories like a 15 year old swimmer coming out and winning the 15 on the 800 like it's in- insane
2: can you imagine being like 15 and winning a-, a medal and then going back and having to turn like Geometry homework? Or, or whatever. <laughs> like, I would be like, I'm
1: sorry. I, have you seen this? I, I have a gold her. medal. What is that? You want biology?
0: I don't think so. I think the most amazing story is Missy Franklin. I mean, it's not amazing. She's a really good swimmer. No, I mean, in that all her training and stuff like that, that she's still on her high school swim team.
1: And her coach is still her coach from when she was, like, 11, and he was crying at her one race and i was crying with him cuz he was beautiful and he was crying
0: i mean now she's been in the olympics but she's been in world competitions and stuff like that before can you imagine like you're swimming in your your high school meet and you're like yeah. wait
1: um i have two gold medals <laughs> the I world don't...
0: record holders in lane 2 what <laughs> you know?
1: yeah, oh my god yeah i don't <laughs> know what i feel now
0: <laughs> i think that's i think that that she's continued to swim and that it hasn't hurt You know, like, you know, most of the, a lot of times you show any promise and it becomes like, that becomes the thing. Like all you do is, uh, you, you pretty much become like the solo high school student or something like that, where you're just training and and studying or whatever. And that she actually has, you know, still has like a high school life, but yet is still one of the best swimmers in the world. I think is, I think that's a pretty amazing story.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, it's just all been. It's all been incredible. I love they're the just, Olympics.
2: That just parents with their heads screwed on right is what that shows. The yes. fact that she gets yes. to actually have a, a normal socialized experience. Yeah, but I'm right there with you. I love I love watching the Olympics, and I love that at any time during the day I can turn on the TV and there's going to be something amazing to watch. I get to pick between like five channels. It's great. Yeah.
1: Yes. I can't wait for the Winter Games now, you guys. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Olympics in Sochi, Russia. I can't wait. Even though I think that NBC's coverage is going to be even worse because they're eight hours ahead of us, whatever. I'm still excited. (laughs) Anyway, that's our Olympics chatter. I literally could talk for like six more hours about it because I love the Olympics so, so much. But I will not bore everybody with my constant going on about the hot bodies of swimmers because you guys, oh my God literally every text message that Alex, the TV chick and I exchanged or I am that we exchanged or when we were in person together on Saturday, was pretty much like, Oh, hi there. You're a pretty hot swimmer. I love you. Um, and that was pretty much our conversation for a week and a half. And it will be for the rest of our lives. I think because every time we look at someone, we're like, Oh, hi there. Anyway. Um, that's the Olympics with Amory and Kate. um, Yeah, so that's our... Oh, we have TV on DVD we have to talk about. Um, For two weeks, for this week and next week, um, I have picked Strike Back Season 1 and Dexter Season 6. Now, Strike Back Season 1, because I really like it, and I'm excited to see Season 2 come back, and I love everybody involved. Dexter Season 6 is more for completion's sake, because... I didn't love Dexter season six <laughs> and I don't know that
0: five and yeah, like
1: six. I don't know that you already like you need it, but I can tell you from watching the premiere of Dexter that you should watch season six to get to seven if you haven't watched it before. So you should buy it. <laughs> That's my advice for you.
0: Or rent it or go yeah. to a friend's house that has it or
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> one of those things. My pick is strike back season one. Uh, I, I just thought uh, Cinemax is doing some interesting stuff on uh, – they're sort of – they're doing things that, like, are on cable, you know, premium cable, but that you're not going to find on HBO or whatever. They're going for the more action, uh, you know, these uh, these type of things. And I just thought they did a really good job with Strike Back. You know, yeah, it has a lot of, uh, you know it's, – it's, it's boobs, blood, and, and bombs, but, you know – it still had an interesting story of them searching down, you know, a terrorist and uh and lots of action and and stuff. So I I I just thought it was really good.
2: Cool. And then my pick is uh Community season 3, uh mostly just because i of all the shows for, that are coming out on DVD, the, you know, over the two weeks, the only ones that I've been seen were Community and classic Doctor Who and those were actually some kind of terrible episodes of Classic Doctor Who, as much as I love Doctor Who. Uh, so Community, but not just because it's the only option, also because it looks like they have some pretty cool special features. Uh, I was a little mixed on this past season of Community, but the episodes that I, I liked, I pretty much loved. And that part of that is the pillow fort and blanket fort thing. There's a special about that. A lot of people like the Christmas... Episode there's a there's a special on that a special feature on that and uh I think they just tend to do a good job with those DVDs I've liked the the first two I've checked out so if you are one of the the community fan base the small but vocal and supportive community fan base I assume you'll want to go check out Community season three
0: yeah it's a rewatch before
2: before the <laughs> question mark of the new season. <laughs>
0: So you have it fresh in your mind what it used to be compared to what it is now.
2: I I can't think of anything more entertaining than if it came back and was amazing. (laughs) Like, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I think if it did, it would be really cool. People (laughs) started watching it. All of a sudden, it's this huge hit, but none of the character things have been betrayed, and it still has the same tone somehow. Highest rated
0: (laughs) show on a Friday night in years.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it pulls the supernatural and bounces back to Wednesdays, the next season. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, that would be. Oh, (laughs) jeez. But
2: that's in a magical fairyland where we're on Firefly season 10. Right. It's not going to happen.
1: (laughs) All right. So that's our show, folks. um, You know where to find us tvtimes3.com. Spell it all out. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher.com/tv. Have I forgotten anything? Our music today was provided by I. IO- I didn't do this the last time. Our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is "TV Party" by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. Did I? I did not do that on the last thread. No, I'm track. pretty
0: sure that you didn't. And you also, and also, I didn't realize it until after I had already put the episode out. <laughs> and I was on my way to work, and it popped in my head that. I don't think that there was the uh, tag for the music, but I didn't go back and fix it. Cause... I don't think it's that much of a, a big problem. <laughs> but I, yeah, so... We've done it in the other 143, so I think, I think it'll be all right if we missed it on one. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you did uh, forget that. I'm anyway. actually surprised that uh, I haven't heard from Kyle that we missed the music. I know. Kyle, get on that. <laughs> I mean...
1: Um. Can I also say one more thing about the Olympics? I really like how Kate Middleton has really been embracing it. And she's enjoying every moment of it. And she's even letting herself spontaneously embrace her husband in public. She's a princess. Is, it's pretty crazy. That's out like, there. When they were hugging at an equestrian event, it was so exciting. <sighs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's our show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all very important. Yeah. It really is. I'm glad you got that one more thing in there, Amory. <laughs> Thank it you. It was
2: crucial. Just, you know, needed to have that. Thank you guys
1: so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us, fun. and we look forward to the next time Thanks. we can have I'm you on. on. Thanks. All right, I'm off. I got to go eat my dinner. Adios.
0: Bye. We Bye. sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. You are. Uh, you've been warned.
1: I have been warned because I need to be warned so I don't say bad things about people. <laughs> have we ever caught me saying bad things about people by name on on
0: recordings?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have. I think I've always been prepared.
0: Very. Uh, the names have been changed to protect yeah. the guilty.
1: <laughs> to protect the guilty. Exactly. Aggressive okay. development started filming today, you guys. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm sort of terrified, but in a good way, too. Plus, the Workaholics guys are in it, and I love them. Okay, did I X out of that window? I did. Hang on. I need to go get my menu, my <laughs> schedule again. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, for the record, yes, my away message on Instant Messenger is yeah, with Ryan Lochte. <laughs> Ryan Lochte, what? What a weird dude Ryan Lochte is. Dumb as a box of rocks. That one.
0: Okay, you've mentioned he you mentioned somebody by name.
1: <laughs> Ryan Lochte will never know how to find this. He doesn't know how to use a computer. Um. Okay. <laughs>